AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Hey, this is AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Emil Freund. And my name is Bart Welch. Uh, we're coming at you on a Thursday evening, Thursday, the 13th of May. Um, the the day before, big game tomorrow, Friday Night Football. Um, we nearly, Emil, we nearly had, we were so close to having two weeks in a row of us, of both of our lowly sides getting a dub, which as we touched on in last week's pod, it only happened eight or so times in three years. And we had it last week. And uh, the talk was if we if we got another double dub, we we're going to record this pod on a Sunday night, but it didn't happen. So we left it till this Thursday. Uh, it's for the best. It's taken me best part of four days to get over my depression over the uh, performance on on Sunday. Saturday. Yeah, uh, need a little yeah. bit of hit of testosterone. How, how was, um, did you go to the game, the Dogs uh, Blues game? No, no. In the end, I uh, watched it. I, was, I got very busy domestically, so I decided to watch it from the comfort of the house, which was, uh, which was a nice call. Um, and uh, able to kind of figure out a way of uh, getting like different commentary up, which was a real treat. How'd you do that? Well, I got like, you know, Bluetooth, well, like Sonos speakers, right? So nice. on the telly, just got the thing on and then I have to just ride the AFL app a little bit, pause Pause play, pause play, oh, pause clever. play a couple of times just to get it in sync. But when you get it, it's like, I don't have to deal with JB. No more no BT. BT. All these other acronyms. No more Ling. All yeah, these, right. Other All initials. Other people either. who, yeah, exactly. You're known only by their first name. WC. Yeah, duck. that's it. The duck. Well, yeah, that's a blessing um, for you. Um, it was a little bit. Was that was the highlight of the, of the game? <laughs> fact that you didn't have uh, them commentating. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. There were there were there were some highlights. There were some highlights. Eddie Betts's uh, little snap goal out of the middle of the air was pretty sweet. Um, a lot of the a lot of the play was nice. We 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 played all right for a bit. Um, that's what's just that's just who we are this year. I think. Um, yeah, a lot of unfortunately, a bit of a pattern isn't there of like thirty odd point leads and then sides reeling them back in. Um, yeah, it must be a thing now psychologically as well, you know. It must, takes it so really... long to break that yeah. as well, you know. Like we have these little th- traits in our in our clubs, in all clubs, that um little patterns that they do, um, and that's definitely one of them for the Blues at the moment. It was, it was pretty. I only watched the last. <laughs> I only watched the last quarter actually. So oh, I, I, I saw <laughs> perfect. Um, yeah, our second favorite team, the Bulldogs, Western Bulldogs. I saw them come home, storming home with eight goals in a row. Um, oh, dude, and I was, was thinking um... of you. Oh man, that was, it was impressive. Like it was, I was, I was really, uh, I was really buoyed by how we played, like how he scored in the first kind of um, two and a half quarters. Well, wow, more than that, really first two quarters and, and then three quarters of the, of the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm following three, three, you. three over four of the three, four. This um, is the maths AFL that's podcast. The, that's right. Um, and that was encouraging. Uh, but, the Bulldogs bat fucking deep, man, and they just took over from the center clearances. They just outmuscled us and, and took over, and, and we weren't getting 
Um, we didn't, I don't know. I guess they'd figured out our matchups when it comes to 666. Um, they were able to kind of, with the repeat entries, just get back there. And, and, and we had no way to stop it and no way to win it in the midfield. And yeah, it was, um, it was pretty, it was pretty hard watching. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hard watching, especially because we had missed some pretty gettable goals. You know, we'd missed three goals at the end of the second. So you could have um, maybe put them away, you know, 40 odd points oh, beyond or that, made it very difficult. Very, very difficult. We're 27 points up for a large part of that third, third quarter. And, and then, um, you know, three more goals under that. And that like, there were three shots on goal, let alone we had some seriously good passages of play that just didn't quite, you know, get through to the forward line and, and, and their defense uh, is a bit shaky as, as kind of everyone, everyone knows their one-on-one defense is not great. And, you know, they don't have a matchup for um, a lot of those big forwards. So they're vulnerable and any bets was on song. So it was nice. I'm so glad he's back to four, man. Cause I think AFL, like generally in the industry, in the AFL, you know, in the league players get retired way too early, just numbers wise, as soon as you're over 30 and you go through a little, little form slump, which is just a normal part of anyone's footy career. Then it's suddenly like, no, oh, he's, uh, he's probably too old. I reckon. He's, yeah. Oh, how them hamstrings. Yeah. It's under the microscope so much more, isn't it? When, the, when oh. age comes into play. Like I remember when Brent Harvey from North Melbourne was kind of retired yeah. by North Melbourne and there was a game you know, it was only a few rounds probably before he retired. I can't remember exactly where it was in the season, but where he'd scored 30, uh, sorry, he had like 30 odd touches and kicked three goals. Yeah. And if that was anyone else on the side that had put up those numbers, you'd be like, oh, well, they're, they're obviously playing every round and they're obviously one of the best players in the team. Yeah. And yet he still got, you know, delisted or whatever, um, or his contract wasn't renewed because of the age thing. Brent Harvey could have made it all the way through to COVID, I reckon. I know, reckon so. He's obviously been 43. Obviously, Boomer Doomer would have stopped him in his tracks once yeah. COVID yeah. came Taking in. out the boomers. That's right. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's like Burgoyne's a, one of, it's a rare example. And interesting story that's been kind of pushed around the last couple of days is uh, is the possibility of a return for, for big ruck dog Aaron Sandilands. Big Sandilands. I heard this in the mid-season yeah. draft. Yeah, wouldn't that be something for himself? He, he must Why be nearly not? forty, though, right? Uh, thirty, yeah, thirty-eight, thirty-eight, thirty-nine. That's from what I remember, yeah, yeah, he's he's up there. Wow, um, doesn't get much smaller though. Well, we get from them big Aaron Sandilands. I mean, he hasn't gotten any smaller. Oh, okay, he retired, hasn't. You know, <laughs> no, no, I'm sure he hasn't. He might have even grown a late growth spurt, sure. push him over the two two eleven mark because he was he's two eleven and so two one one, yeah, two one one. So is Mason Cox. So they're mm-hmm. equal for the tallest players ever to play the game. So maybe he's just coming back because he's got beef with Mason Cox because uh, he wants to be the one true big man. Um, <laughs> one big man to rule them all. That's right. <laughs> and, and and I think uh, he's been inspired probably by Paddy Ryder and um, uh, Shane big Mumford Mummy. and these other yeah, yeah. senior ruckmen who are holding together uh, well, those right. two teams. That's right. A bit of bit of injury or like a bit of sore body and a bit of poor form and suddenly they're retired and actually it's like, well, Maybe we can play on Mumford, the ruck coach, who now is the best ruck in GWS. And it's a pretty sweet title. And I do like crazy. that he's he's shaved the top of the dome. So he looks like, um, what's that character's name? Um, Tom Hardy played him in, um, he's like in, he's in jail and he's like really super buff and really theatrical and he's got a big moustache. Is it like Brutus? Oh, oh man. It's rather, I'll, I'll think of it later. But anyway, well, he looks like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. Looks like he's going to put on a one man show in like a black box theater and 
wear some dungarees <laughs> and like yell about you know injustice. Oh, is this then so that show Taboo? Is that the one? No, it's not. No, it's an okay. old show. All right, all right. All right. I can't Tom remember Hardy though. Both. Yeah, we'll figure sure. it. Out. We'll find it. Out. Look, right, look, look right. it up. Look it up. I, uh, I think. I think. I think. Mummy could do a pretty good Bane as well. You know, it's absolutely not, not beyond him. He's no, like, he's got no. range. That guy <laughs> knees yeah. people in the back. That's a real bad guy move. You know? It is. He takes him down. If, if Bane was playing AFL football, what would uh, what position would he play? Do you reckon? I feel like the ruck is probably a good position because if he. Or maybe he's a full back. Maybe Bane's oh, like, you yeah. know, he's the dour backman. He doesn't give you an inch. You know, you've got your flashy Batman-like characters, full forwards, sure. and Bane's yeah. there to just spoil his every move. Yeah, thwart them at every attempt. Yeah, yeah run on. Um, Check the body. As soon as the umpire's head's turned, he, he's got a good awareness of that. Bam. Absolutely. That's his yeah. forte. Yeah. And then behind, just, the behind play incident. Yeah. And then sledges with his Bane voice. Chewy on your boot. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you kick last week? <laughs> Scroll of pain. This game. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, I'm 14. No, uh, we need more Bane in the, in the game. Bane um, in the game. Um, yeah. All right. So I reckon I, I've put. I made a couple of notes about uh, some things we could talk about from last week before we get into the exciting round that is next week. Next week's. I mean, this weekend's upon us. Um, it's pretty exciting, but I, I thought it'd be worth talking about the vulnerable tigers. Yeah. What do you reckon? Does it, does the loss uh, to Geelong, significant loss to Geelong, and then the loss of Shea Bolton, uh, as well as Shane Edwards from the weekend's uh, yeah. festivities, does that, what does that do for them? It starts to add up a lot, doesn't it? Um, <clears throat> I still think that even without their, basically their starting midfield, they still mm. have, um, they still have Toby Nankervis and Dustin Martin in there, which is still nothing to scoff at because Nankervis is a solid ruckman. Um, I, I, they look shaky for sure, but I think injuries are a massive part of it and they've just done this multiple times through the last four or five years. So they'll probably, if, as long as they keep squaring the ledger, you know, if they stay at six, they're four and four now and if they if they win a couple and lose a couple in the next four weeks and stay at six and six before the bye, they'll start to get all these players back and then if they prime themselves like they often do for the latter end of the season, then there's still absolutely a chance because and they love they love anything to make them seem like the underdogs because they're not the underdogs. They're the dominant they're the they're the bane in this story. They they're are, the uh, they are. they're the villain. They're the um yeah, they're the best side of the last four or five years. So they're not they're not taking this town over, haven't they? Indeed. Gotham City with Gil McLaughlin, the uh the, the mayor of the of Gotham City. Um Yeah, right. I how I'm liking this. Yeah. <laughs> this is Batman um, uh, <laughs> cross over the nobody asked for. yeah that's right um, <laughs> um what do you right think on. though you know i think i think if they can't if they don't make the top four then i'm i'd i'd be gobsmacked if they won it like they did I mean, it last year though they didn't make top four last year oh really they won from sixth didn't i they? believe so they just potted out and again yeah, okay. it was because i remember people saying oh this kind of thing like unless sure. they make top four like oh they're six like or wherever they fifth or six it's like oh, it's hard okay. to do from there and it's like if any team's going to do it it's richmond and sure enough True. they just went through and did it yeah yeah but was did they okay so where did they win they won on the road uh i know they beat four. port in the prelim um yeah in adelaide as well wasn't they beat it? brisbane <clears throat> in brisbane yeah no brisbane beat oh, brisbane beat them oh okay then the first game oh that's no like, richmond finished richmond finished mate, third i'm wrong then yeah cuz you're right they lost 
Okay, yeah. that's what the, that's what the stat chance. was. Sorry, it was that teams that have lost in the first week rarely right, right, come right. through. Right, right, right. Sure, sure. Okay, true, of course. See, okay, so I reckon I reckon if they're, you know, Bulldogs are the only team to have done it since Adelaide or something back in 97 or 8, I think. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. Like yeah. a stat So it's a one like in every 15, 20 years thing. Totally, totally. It's a rare and occurrence. Exactly. And especially this year, given that travel will be a thing. Right, you're going to have to go over to, well, probably not Perth, but you're going to have to go over to Adelaide and play at Port or up to Brizzy and play the play the Lions. Or Who are both very solid in their respective home grounds and yeah. the Lions are oh. tuning along well. Um, Best case scenario for the Tigers would be if they have to have to go and play Geelong at the MCG. Um, yeah, that's right, where they just got pumped um, right. without right. half their team. But Geelong, oof, they're... Um, they they'd been playing some pretty bad football and were still four and two after six rounds and now yeah. they've started to play a bit better football and have Jeremy Cameron in and they all of a sudden beat West Coast by a hundred points and they beat Richmond by sixty odd. Doesn't give me much confidence for tomorrow night, my friend. Oh no. No, I think uh they're they've they're really clicked into gear and they got they're a pretty fit team as well. I mean, apart from that, they don't have many outs, important outs apart from Dangerfield. Uh and they're still a ruckman short. Probably like Asava Radagalia. I mean, it's his first game back, so who knows? Mm. Um, but that's that's an area where Saints might exploit him a bit. That's uh, the only area I can think of where we have an advantage is in the ruck, and because they use Blixavs and um, Stanley, Stanley, or who's on the fringe, and then Radagalia's just come in for his first game, I believe, last week. Yeah, or, that was. Yeah. Um, and then they use Tomahawk when it's in the forward line, who's mm. who's very dangerous in, in that role because he's so just huge. grabs it out and yeah. a kick. The amount of times he's done that or he's yeah. he's he's had a score assist. I think he had something like 12 score assists or 12 score involvements last week um, in that game against Richmond. The Tomahawk did and only kicked maybe one or so himself, but was so oh, influential. Their forward line. It's Oof. very oh, man. good. Our oh, man, Gary Rowan. Gary Rowan, man. Gee. Could not miss. Called it too early, I think. last Maybe two years ago, we were saying maybe Gary Rowan was the sneaky recruit of the year. I think I said it on the uh, Ruck Rover, that other podcast. That was the takeaway quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to, to the first half of the season, mm. he kind of was. Like, he that year when he yes. was first, his first year at Geelong, his first half of the season stood up against any other recruit that year. He was insane. He was, and then he faded away. And so that's mm. always been the... the the thing on the knock on his career is that the inconsistency. But as you say, last week he was, he was, you could see, you can tell when someone's in the zone when they're kicking. He kicked one of them from about 50 odd out and it went through like goalpost height. It was so right. flush, straight through the middle. And then every other kick was like that. And it was like, oh, this guy cannot miss tonight. Couldn't this miss. This is 150th too. Oh, that's perfect. Doesn't always right. end up that way. Uh uh. No, starring role in your one fiftieth, pretty bloody good. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mealy, I saw um, I saw something on the weekend. Oh, so I'll tell you about my little my little uh trip to the uh the west of the town. Uh, there was yeah. a big big sound out there, and um, I had to go and check it out and see what it was all about. The big sound system. <laughs> oh, big huge doof, doof party out in the west. <laughs> it was quite a doof party, to be honest. So I went out and watched the um the Giants and Essendon play, which was cracking a cracking game. game. Yeah. Mm, so lucky to see it. And fortunately for me as well, I, I went with the ambassador, of course, who was ah. so kind to hook us up with some sweet tickets, sweeter than we both thought in the end. We thought they were just going to be nice, nice seats, but they were the full, 
full behind the scenes look again with the CEO and Mitch Stark and another test cricketer that oh. I didn't know his name and nice. uh, yeah, free drinks, prawn, um, you name it, Amelia. Yeah. It was very bougie. It was super nice. Um, I get treated very well out there. I can see how Alex Williams has gone to uh, his followers this side. Family club, <laughs> Amelia. Look after their own. Um, they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say they're they're my second club up here, Millie. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I get if I get to go to games like that, um, absolutely. But um, what was what else do I need to say about this game? Gee, well, the game itself was um, awesome to watch. Well, I'm glad that the, the Giants came through with the win for the company that I was in. Everyone was in, extra, indeed extra excited about that. We would have got kicked out of the box immediately if it was a loss. I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. Put the champagne, pour it back in the glasses, pour it back in the bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Regurgitate up that uh, right. that tasty falafel that you just had. Spit it out. <laughs> Unfortunately, that didn't happen. We were lucky to get the win. But um, right. We uh, I also did managed to um, so we we went radio silence on the phone. I messaged you and a couple of our other friends who are big footy fans who might be message these kind of things because you know what it's like. All it takes is is a single word and we can read much. what that means. It's like, oh, okay. oh, are you watching? I'm like, oh, And of damn. course you mean radio silence because the Saints were playing around. Yes, this is right. Sorry. The Saints played at the same time as the Giants and uh, Essendon. So we attempted to try and watch the game from within the box with football people all around us with, you know, screens at the game that sometimes show scores of other games Um we somehow managed to get through it, through that game, without any spoilers in the Saints-Gold Coast game and then left the ground immediately and just r- rushed our way here. Uh, Mr. Ambassador was on a high, a testosterone high after the big Na- win. Yeah, naturally you can break all the traffic rules as well if you're a... If you're an ambassador, you can. Well, that's right. You've got diplomatic, diplomatic immunity. That's yeah, right. you can off just you double go. park and just pop inside. It's easy. <laughs> that's it. uh, so we did that and made it back to my place in about 15 minutes. And uh, um, and then, of course, proceeded to watch one of the worst games of the weekend, which was the Saints Gold Coast game, which was Ooh. horrendous. I don't know Real if you stinker. watched much, but it was yeah. oh, no man. good. I watched the first. Uh, I probably watched the first half and a bit, and then oh. uh, yeah, we did the we opposite missed, for our clubs. Right on. We literally we did, did we the opposite. Because yeah. it was garbage until about near the end of the second quarter and it started to get a bit more interesting. And then we just kind of dominated in the fourth quarter. Scored the same amount of goals. I think we scored four goals or five goals in the last quarter, which is all we'd scored for the whole game. So the last quarter just turned it on. It was one of those wins. It was like, gee, I'm happy. Um, but wow, that was ugly. And better teams are, are not going to... Like Gold Coast were better than us for all of the games at the last quarter. They moved the ball better from up the ground. They looked cleaner. We were fumbly. It was a really, really bad game. <laughs> um, but, you know, look, I'll take the win, Millie. I'll take well, the four points. I'm glad we both got to see our each other's teams play the at the worst, worst. Yeah. time in the game. That's, That's right. Yeah. We watch each That's other. That's in the spirit of the podcast. It sure. is. Yeah. I'll tune in for your crappy side when they yeah. lose, give up a big lead and you can tune in for my dour yeah. side who can't handle the ball. Um, or kick straight, apparently. Uh, sad news about Zach Jones. Very sad news. Today, yeah, Zach Jones at training on Wednesday. Yeah, he did his, his quad, but a serious mm. quad. It's like they're talking about an eight-week, eight to ten-week kind of injury, and he had surgery on it already today. So he's been one of our shining lights from in the last yeah. few weeks in these wins against Hawthorne. Yeah. He was, you know, had the Brownlow votes wrapped up at halftime, 
And then again against Gold Coast, he was influential in, in us getting the win. So another knock on another reason why he shouldn't tip St Kilda this weekend with one of our better players out. But um, mm. he's had a few issues with um soft tissue stuff. So yeah, it's 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 a bit of a worry for him. He's he's he's, he's still young. I think he's twenty five. Yeah. But when yeah. you've had a few in a row, it starts to get a bit harder. We all know another Sydney pickup that the Saints have had in Dan Hanbury, who hasn't been able to get his soft bits of his soft extra soft tissue it seems because it rips it super does. easily yeah just a little, yeah one of those one plies just tears it's <laughs> a single ply speaking yeah. of soft tissues how about nathan freeman in the uh in the twos interesting he's, yeah he is averaging on over 40 touches a game that's right playing for frankston for the dolphins there's yeah. a bit of talk about whether he might get picked up in the mid-season draft which I would love for for him if anyone took a punt on him. Um, Me too. He's a really good what dude. Is, he seems like he was a such great a guy. talent. Yeah. And what a pity. Yeah. What a pity that his career went the way it did. Yeah. yeah. I'd like yeah. to see the one. I haven't seen much of his footage of these games, but the only the only or the biggest knock on his game when he played at uh, St Kilda and, and at Collingwood or even his juniors was his just his ball use. So he could accumulate the crap out of the ball and right. you know use it well by hand and was skillful and all these things and super fast, like really fast. Um, but then he would be one of those kind of, you know, fast sprinting players who'd run up the wing and then you'd be, butcher. He'd, he'd, yeah, butcher this kick inside 50 and you're like, wow, oh, we did all this great work for that kick. But but even still, to average over 40 touches a game, like he, I think he kicked three a couple of games ago as well. You got the recruiter's got to be taking notice, me. Yeah, well, he's he's clearly a, a class above, right? He's That's right. So whether they can translate, because there seems to be a middle class. There's a there's a VFL or the seconds league. There's the AFL, right. and then there's this there's this middle. There's this thin middle because there's a bunch of players who dominate VFL and they just can't quite do it in the in the above. Yeah, league. yeah, a real Sam Kerridge type. Mm. Um, <laughs> for a, yeah, okay, but his um, when he actually got on the park. For you guys, because he played, he played for you, didn't he? Yeah, he played. I think yeah. I don't know how many played games played. Games? I reckon you're about right. I reckon that's yeah. it. Yeah, and then he sat, and he wasn't injured when he got delisted. It was like, look, oh, you've had oh, a, really no. So he was a bit shocked. He said, I've heard him talk in an interview saying he was a little bit shocked because sure. they'd, you know, hung with him for three years at the Saints or whatever it was, and he was two years at Collingwood or maybe three as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. and they'd everyone had stuck by him this whole whole time through his injuries, through, through his multitude of, of hamstring and soft tissue injuries. And then, yeah, when he was starting to run a few games together, he got delisted. So a bit of a sting, but he seems like he's pretty pretty centre, pretty level-headed dude. So, Yeah, I mean, if – Freezer, they say, call him. Right on. Because he he's always putting ice on his hamstrings. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to head over to the freezer all the time. That's cold, but It is ice um, cold, baby. Uh, I could, I mean, he'd get a game at North, right? That's the club, right? Yeah. He'd pro- he'd pro- he might even get a game with us, to be honest. Oh, we could use him at the moment. No, Zach Jones. He's a, sure. he's a fast accumulator who butchers the ball as well, Zach Jones. So, <laughs> and who also has soft t- tissue injuries. <laughs> like for oh, life. Oh, Freezer himself. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, there, there's one thing before, before yeah. we move, or oh, it's, it is a bit of a move, but I, I, uh, this was going to be my run up with the ambassador because we had a super Saturday of games. And, um, and after this uh, Gold Coast Saints game, we watched most of the Melbourne Sydney game. We we're flicking over between the showcast. True footy fans up in footy fans out of water up in uh, western suburbs of Sydney, Emil. But yeah. so watching the D's, who are wowee, go D's, um, mm-hmm. exciting stuff for them. Watching Something the D's like and, and watching, you know, 
Tom McDonald just like clean up in the wet and just, you know, be seemingly a level above the AFL, even Tom McDonald's level. Um, and Alex Williams kept talking about using Grippo on his hands. He's like, yeah, more Grippo. I'm yep. like, what's, what's Grippo? Like, why have I not really heard about Grippo very much? And he's like, you know, the stuff they put on their hands to, so you can clunk sticky. marks and it's this yep. sticky stuff. Um, and I hadn't really heard a lot about Grippo. Um, and he was like, yeah, he's like, there it is. It's in the middle of his Guernsey. There's a little bit of white stuff there. That's his Grippo. And I'd never seen this like so closely like this. And it was perfect. We got this bit of play where it was, I think he'd scored a goal. You know, the brain's teaming down. It's, it's on, it's focusing on him. The runners come out, give him a drink, do this stuff. And then sure enough, the, the runner brings this big container of Grippo and he slaps this white patch into the middle of his Guernsey. And he's like rubbed it in there so as a little thing you can touch in his sternum to give himself a little bit of grip, Millie. And I just thought oh, it was really interesting. I've just never seen it so clear like that. Yeah, man. I've, I've seen it a couple of times in the last uh, year or two. I think it started to really come onto the field. You, you'll see some players uh, kick a goal, like Danaher, for instance. I've seen him use it. like, And the runner will come out with the water in there. They just squirt a bit on their hands or whatever, on their jumper, and, and, and rub it in and apparently sticky hands, which makes me wonder, does that make – Tom McDonald, the Spider-Man of the AFL. Oh, there we go. Yeah, he's flinging out Sticky his webs. white stuff, yeah, on his head. So it's not... Reeling them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of an insult to uh, Wiedemann on the side. He's the weedy little Wiedemann, and then you've got the yeah. regular... In the in the twos, and then the legit That's, Spider-Man himself. It's a multiverse. There can be two Spider-Man. They're yeah, true. They can. That's yeah. right. We learned that from that recent Spider-Man film. That's the Enter one. the multiverse, <laughs> of course. I guess Tom McDonald's the Tobey Maguire and, uh, and, and and Sam Wiedemann. He's the, the Andrew Garfield one. one. That's the one. Yeah. yeah perfect. Who's kind of for, we've forgotten about. We've forgotten He's about moved him. into the right. seconds. <laughs> and so Tobey Maguire. Someone, a there's, a, there's a Tom Holland out there somewhere, but we'll, we'll, we'll find him when he's... His time, he'll arrive when the time is right. His time will come. When we need him, he will... Yeah, like a true uh, Spider-Man, Tom Collins. That's Tom, right. Tom Holland? Yeah. Tom Holland, yeah. Yeah, Tom Holland. Hey, um, how about the prison bar power play? Ah, that's great. Gee, what a – um, I think it was really fun because <laughs> no one theater. cares, do they, As, yeah, except for like Koshy and, and Eddie Maguire, two big mm. dick swingers just being old men to each other. Um, yeah. Eddie just chirping off. I, I don't know, at what point – do you have to get told to like settle down when you're saying that someone's got a big nose and they're poking it into the AFL and they they uh, better watch out that it doesn't get broken off or something? It's true to form though, isn't it? It is. And even, and Koshi, he kind of proved, um he proved Koshi right in when Koshi was calling him Trumpish in by uh, oh, the fact 100%. that Eddie was, Eddie was talking about suing him and all these big words and doing this, you know, flying off the handle at small comments. And then Koshi says this about Eddie and then Eddie comes out and threatens him physically and um, and gets really defensive and butthurt, which is exactly what Trump would do. Yeah. And, you know, talking about how the AFL should look into it, the AFL should look into it. It's like quite similar to how someone should look into Hillary's emails. You know? Yeah, that's right. Gil someone McLaughlin to have a little snoop around. Mm, but yeah, yeah I, I, I couldn't care less, as most footy fans tend to agree with. Collingwood... Um, Collingwood have just their Guernsey. They don't have an away Guernsey. They get to play whenever there's clashes. They get to use their own Guernsey. Like how are they, they're, they're in no position to be calling the shots here. Eddie Maguire, the not even president anymore from the like systemic race racist club, like who's calling out the shots. Who just get to play at home games all the time with their home Guernsey. Like 
And Port have been around for just as long, right? Like 1800s. Longer. Longer. Okay. So Port have been around for 20 more years. Wouldn't you hate Collingwood then as a Port fan? Wouldn't you just hate these guys? Right. So, okay. The AFL did evolve from the VFL originally, but it's come to the point where it's the represent it's the highest level of representation for what is like a national game or at least like a southern you know southern states game um and it's only fair that port are represented in that as the most successful team in in, in you know and they they've they they worked their way towards that they won they won their place in the AFL and if it is going to be representative of the country and its football history and future then i think why, why, why did Collingwood get president just because they were in what what the league used to be first? It's like, no. Nah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. And also, no one's confused when if – if Port were playing with their prison bars, Guernsey, and it's, it's a Port versus St Kilda game, no one's thinking it's Collingwood and St Kilda. It's Port with their, you know, heritage Guernsey playing the Saints. Like, it's, it's a different Guernsey, you know. It's not – I can – I reckon Collingwood should have to change their name. Yeah, and, change and change Guernsey. the Guernsey and name. Yeah, yeah. Throw a real spanner in the works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if right. anything, if anything, if they're wearing the prison bars Guernsey, it's more similar to Collingwood's, and maybe some people get the wrong idea and they buy a Collingwood Guernsey when they're trying to get a port one. I don't know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> more sales for you, Eddie. Oh uh, yeah. What would they be if they weren't the Magpies? You reckon? Um. Yeah, they'd be the, the 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 toothless men of the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. They'd be uh, yeah. They, the bird kind of suits, right? They're pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Resourceful, kind of goes after the mm. shiny silver things, and yeah, loves the cup, the silver cup. Uh-huh. Will uh-huh. attack you. Will swoop from behind when you're not looking. Low blows. Yes. Yeah. Swoopy boys. Swoopy boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Normally there in spring, in footy finals. <laughs> True. Mm. What about um uh no, I was gonna say the Collingwood Siggy butts or something, but <laughs> yeah, the Siggy's it's a low blow. It's, it's, it's low bearing cheese. fruit. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any any um, other um things from this this uh, last week, really? Any big things? There's a couple, you know, I guess there's the things in the news, you know, that's Again, being well covered by our Thursday night pod um, with Shy Bolton and, and Rioli, of course, yeah. in the nightclub fracard um, mm-hmm. after a big loss. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's Dan Rioli's girlfriend's birthday, you know. Got to celebrate. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to talk about Willie Rioli. Oh, yeah. We've had two Riolis in the news for all the yeah, wrong reasons. Yeah, 100%. I, man, I am so, uh, I get so angry by the coverage from a lot of people and, and like, will he ever play again? Will he ever play again? Um, but no, will he ever play again? You know? And it's just like, it makes me so upset. It's like uh, the guy was dumb in his uh, two years ago. He was dumb two years ago and knew he'd smoked some weed not so long ago, which by the way is like the numbers in Australia. It's the, yeah. It's bonkers. No, it's you cannot you cannot be condemning it as a as a activity because you're you're kind of in the minority. You look at the numbers of people in Australia who who have smoked and do occasionally smoke weed, and it's fucking high. It's right up there in the world standards. It's like top three, and also yes. it's it's like creeping into like legislation wise. You know, in Canberra, ACT, it's perfectly legal to carry. Um, I think 
maybe three times the amount that Rioli was carrying on him. I think you can have legally in Canberra. You can also yeah. mix prescribed CBD and like and flour yeah. as well. Actual weed is, can be prescribed yeah. medicinally now in Australia. You can get CBD over the counter. So he's a victim of the times. Yeah, because in a few years it's not it's not going to be exactly. much of an issue. And, um, and the way that uh, and alcoholism is is um, accepted. And yeah, so you can go to a nightclub and get really pissed sure. and, and not saying it's these guys' fault, but you can go out and get into an altercation, which happens more often than not when you're drinking. Um, right. But, in, in, you know, yet if you're a willy Holly and you're not saying what he did was the right thing, like taking on a plane was a, taking was on a, plane, a pretty dumb. A dumb idea. But, um, yeah, consuming it though, what, up in the in the Tiwi Islands on a fishing trip or something, that's worse than apparently going out at a nightclub and punching on and breaking your wrist. Um, yeah. I know. I really feel feel for the guy. I truly do. Cause it, um, and I hope he gets to play again. Like, even the mistake he made with you know changing the, you know his urine sample with a sports drink. Yeah. So this is the thing that was, was dumb because he had had some weed and he was worried that that would show up, and so he changed it for the sports drink. Panicked. Okay, which that, is a far worse p- penalty as well. Like, yeah, take, he could yeah. have copped if, a, if, it, if it had weed, it would have just been a single strike. And that's, that's all. A warning. Yeah. And, and it, Often they don't even enforce the strikes if they think it's like a, a non, not like a non-dangerous kind of offence. And if it was just a bit of weed in the system, they'd probably give him a warning and probably wouldn't give him the strike because you know it's not like he's smoking meth or anything. No, I um, know. And and players and he gets banned for two years. He gets banned for two years because yeah. you cannot substitute out your urine sample. Okay. Fair enough. Understand that. And he's not allowed back at the club for that two years. Yeah, his mental health deteriorated. He said, totally. you know, goes as back, it would, back. of course. Yeah, you go to NT or anywhere in WA, everyone knows your story. Everyone knows what you've done. They, everyone would cast aspersions on that and judge you for this this thing, this mistake you've made. And so he's obviously struggled with that for the last couple of years and would have had a lot of, you know, shame and guilt and felt all these things. And then not being around a professional sporting environment where, where the standards are set like that. And, yeah, and your and, routine, like, you know what it's like when any of us fall out of a routine when we're in a solid thing and then we get that ripped probably, away from you. Probably a big fish in a small pond up there in some respects as well and and, and just would be missing missing out on his footy career and probably devo about that and fair enough because it was one dumb mistake. And and yes, this is another dumb mistake uh, to take on the plane, I mean, because – I mean, it's a pity. It's Fell a out of his shorts, such man. A, such a small amount of butt as well. It's, it's so unfortunate. And how how horrible is that moment too? That um, uh, it fell out of his shorts in transit, and someone's like, "What's that falling out of your shorts?" So he really did the whole thing, um, which is horrible. Um, yeah, I really feel for him, and I hope he gets to play again because. Yeah, I just hate the moralizing. I just hate the moralizing from a lot of the footy community. Oh, uh, talk, and talking about it as though it's like, as though anyone else has any sort of oh, and leg, we've leg seen, to stand on like or, or, or high horse in which they can oh, sit on. And this is the thing. On. This is the thing. You and I work in the entertainment industry. Like you're working on a film production right now. I work in film and TV as well and radio. And we have. I have seen some people, and you have seen some people who are. People, you know, known people in in these communities who do all sorts of things, all sorts of drugs in all sorts of places. Um, so many, countless stories of these things uh-huh. and people getting away with this stuff and no one knows about it. Um, On the tools as well, at work, like, yeah, it's 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 absurd. It's very hypocritical. And the same thing with, you know, hearing any of these footy commentators same thing, seeing them around in Melbourne being super pissed out on a weekend at a pub. I remember seeing Hutchie, burpy old gambly Craig Hutchinson 
with in Hawksburn pub being absolutely off his yeah. head, slapping down $500 Greyhound bets and being a menace and smoking inside. And it's like, you are trash. Yucky. You are absolute Yucky. trash. I think around the same time, Buddy Franklin got caught with a bit of Bud, hence Buddy Franklin. And, right. you know, he was, you know, throwing all this shade on, on, on Lance. But, yeah, it's rough, man. I really feel for the guy. Two Riolis in the, uh, in the media this week. Hey, we, you know, we're getting – and we've had a lot. We've had a lot of Rioli talk. The third Rioli talk is about Cosy Pickett, how much he's like Cyril Rioli, which everyone yeah. likes to, uh, to drum out um, at the moment as well because well, boy, he's looking good. Forward to- I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing him again in person uh, on the field this weekend. Yes, of course. The, uh, the Carlton Melbourne match. The Blue Baggers versus the Navy. Yeah, um, yeah of course. Yeah, the May the um, Mayflower. The, 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 no, the Red no, Legs. The Essendon of the yeah Red Legs. Essendon of the Mayblooms. Ooh, um, the Red Legs versus the Navy Blues. Yeah, man. It's a tantalising yeah, right. game. Whose legs will? Whose leg colour will? Uh, Match up. Who's right, got the cool. best matching legs? Yeah, it's a late night pod. We're getting tired. It is. <laughs> hey, Thursday night teams will be back next week. Hey, the people have spoken and they the voted. AFL have listened. They obviously mm-hmm. listen to this podcast every week or fortnight, um, as well as all the other um, podcasts that have been saying the same thing. But uh, yeah, Thursday night teams are back. Well, there's the, the Saints Geelong game. The teams were announced tonight, and then mm-hmm. of course Any tomorrow. Interesting- I mean, is it Jones mm, is that obviously? Nah, not really. I think Quinton Narkle's coming in for Sam Simpson for then, them for Geelong. And yeah. Yeah, he did his hamstring or something. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. Right. yeah. I remember we did a deep dive on Sam Simpson maybe a couple of years ago because we we're like, who is yeah. this man? And his dad played for played football and, and all these interesting things. Pulls up and- yeah, that's right. Well, who is this guy? But um, I, uh, I can't remember barely anything about him. So very forgettable player, Sam, Sam Simpson. <laughs> Maybe you know what we should do next week. We should pick a bit of an obscure player and deep dive. Yeah, it's fun. a good it's a good time that the deep dive on a, on these because there's plenty of them. There's plenty of oh, them. Yeah, like, who there is, is this characters. guy? Never All seen. right, let's let's keep our eye out over the weekend. Yeah, uh, and anyway, any listeners out there, if you've got any suggestions, please send them through. But well, let's let's keep our eye out and um and do a little deep dive on one of them. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking Braden Ham. Okay, yeah, we'll find out about Ham. Who's behind? Could who's do. the man behind the Ham? Who's the man behind the Ham? Oh, yeah, man. let's Don's meet the meat. <laughs> a meet and greet with Braden yeah, Ham. That's the one. Um, I'm very excited for it. Um, All right. So this week, this week on Friday night, tomorrow at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, it's it's Geelong. Well, it's a Sydney Sydney. It's a St Kilda home game. It's the Saints taking on Geelong. Um, in a you know, it must be described as a. Tough, tough game for the Saints, given the way they've been playing this year and the way that Geelong have kind of found their form. What is the way that Saints win this part? You know, I what, think. Yeah. What, tell me how. Tell me, give me a little mind's eye, crystal ball, kind of. Oh, this is how we could do it. It's it's gonna be it's gonna have to be one of those games where it all clicks, which is never a good spot to to begin from, where you have to play mm. off your heads to win. But that's that's what's gonna have to happen. Um, I think if we're any chance of winning, it's gonna come from midfield. Uh, or ruck dominance, more so than midfield dominance. Or I guess, you know, one and the same. Um, that's really our only spot where we have any advantage. We're a bit thin in, in defense. So if they get a hold of us, look out. But I think we just have to, we've been terrible at first quarters this year. I um, I don't even know if we won one this year. We might, oh no, that's a lie. We won against Hawthorne, but that, I think that was the first force, the first first quarter that we had won this year. So 
if we have any chance of beating Geelong, we can't let them be four goals up at quarter time because it's going to be game over. So I think for us to win, it's got to come out of the middle and we've got to start quickly and get on the scoreboard and, and instantly put them on the back foot. And if we can you know, keep them um, at bay for a bit there, they might start to worry and think, oh, I don't want to drop a game to St Kilda. But um, the other thing that helps for us as well, Emil, other thing that's in our favour is that we're playing them at Marvel, Marvel in Melbourne, yeah, which is we this... normally play in Geelong. We've played them in Geelong for a long time, and I don't believe we've beaten them there for honestly early two thousands. It's nearly a twenty year run. Um, it, it was even so bad that in twenty nineteen we were leading them at half time in Geelong um, when we played St Kilda played Geelong in two thousand nineteen, and uh, it was the first time we'd been leading at halftime in over a decade against Geelong in, in, in right. down there. So they dominate us in Geelong, but there's another, you know, glimmer of hope that we're playing them at Marvel. So this be will tough. be Geelong's first game at Marvel in basically two years. Is that They haven't played right? there this year. Gee. Obviously they didn't play there last. Or wow. maybe they, no, they wouldn't have played there last year, I don't think. Well, that is very interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Top of my head. That's super interesting. So it's, is it just normally it's down there or it's at the G? Yeah, this this year it has been, um, you know, for their home games, obviously down there or at the G, and then they haven't. Yeah, this is the first away Ooh. game they played at Marvel. So. Gee, okay, look, look, we're in with a shot, but it doesn't. I'm tipping Geelong um, because it's hard to tip against them. Um, yeah, and Zach Jones yeah. out. If I had any intention of picking the Saints, it would be with him in the team. So him out, it's a bit of a loss, but. Sure. What are you thinking? Yeah, no, they they wouldn't have played. They wouldn't have played there last year because uh, we were we were in we we're in we we're in um, pods by that time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Little Interesting. Hubs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm tipping, tipping the Saints. I'm, yeah. I'm tipping the Saints. I'm tipping Geelong. Um. I'm tipping Geelong, but I, I I wonder. I wonder what the what the dome will do for the Cats game style and how they adapt to it and what they if they play it differently to how they play the G or down down there and um. Down very intrigued. Yeah, that's um, that's very interesting. Yeah. Who right. knows how they play um, there? Yeah, true enough. <laughs> um, oh, shit. All right, here we go. Uh, next game of the round on Saturday, Arvo, 145 at the SCG. Um, More park itself. It's the Swans taking on Collingwood. This game, they get they get good numbers to this game every year. Maybe the Collingwood supporters will stay away, though. I don't know. They yeah, are, they yeah. are on a winning streak, though, but that's right. One in a row, things are looking good. For Nathan mm. Buckley and the Pies. <laughs> so that game didn't tell us anything, did it? They no. they didn't win by enough to get any heat off them in no. the news this week, which we they didn't quite. Will. No, yeah, we didn't quite get our hot tip right with North getting their win, which is only a bad thing for yours and my club, Emil, for St mm. Kilda and Cullen, because we're coming up in the next month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if they haven't got their dub by then, you better believe it's coming against one of our sides. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, they're playing Hawthorne this week, but I reckon <laughs> Clarko's got a bit of IP from when he used to play there. That uh, That's right. He's <laughs> had it in the back pocket, very yeah. far in the back pocket. Um, <laughs> that's right. And he's, he's got the antidote to the shin bonus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, of course, Clarko and his Tassie Hawks love playing at the University of Tasmania Stadium. Um, True enough. Yes. Yeah. Who knows? Gee. But no, it, it didn't. It didn't. Um, they weren't. They didn't convince anyone. Collingwood, you know, to go and kick six to a, a decimated backline um, at North Melbourne, which he hasn't done that against any of the good sides. So, until he does it consistently, consistently, or against some better sides, I don't know. Jury's out on him still. But um, too right. The yeah. million dollar man, or the wanna, wannabe million dollar man. Yeah. 
Um, but no, I, I think on this Swans Collingwood game, I think Swans will will get the job done up in Sydney. Yeah, man. At home. I th- I think even if even if Collingwood grind because they're not even if they grind their way ahead because they're not looking like particularly exciting or high scoring or you know they're, like they're full of energy. Even if they grind their way ahead, I reckon the Swans will believe they can reel them back in because of the form this year. And and, and I think that the youth and exuberance. Um, and the positivity that the Swans are being playing with is going to be enough, even if yeah, even if they've got a little little deficit to, to overcome. I agree with you. They've done it multiple times already this year, the Swans. And you're right, they're playing. They they look like they're enjoying their football. It's like a good club to be involved in at the moment. The Swannies. I will be going to this game as well. Meal, my first game at oh. the uh, SCG this year. Delightful. So yes, they'll um, be pretty encouraged by how close they were against Melbourne. They, they played well. They did play well. It was a winnable game. Well, it, was, it was a tough game, wet weather footy, but uh, it's, I think this one's a, do you think they're like a legit, they're a legit team now, right? Eight rounds in and they're Yeah, man. They, top they, if six, they play, top eight. If they play finals, if they play finals, which they, they you know, they probably will. If they play finals, then they won't, then they're a good chance of winning a final. I don't think they'll probably go much further than that. But yeah. Um, but um, they're, they're, they're certainly spot. holding their own. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And beating Richmond, of course, at the MCG goes a long way, even if it was early in the season. But yeah, so Swannies for us both, Emil. Cheer, cheer. All right. All right. Um, all right, right, right. 210 at, you, as previously mentioned, University of Tasmania Stadium. Oh, yes. An yeah. educated stadium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the Tassie Hawks taking on the Hobart Roos. Battle of the North v South. Ooh. Yeah, okay. All right. Battle of the Great Divide. Yeah. Yeah. Loser loser leaves Tassie. Or or maybe loser stays in Tassie for good. Oh uh, yeah. Loser gives their best players to the new Tassie team. Oh gee, that'd be a thin team if, if North <laughs> Melbourne don't want to lose. No matter who no matter who loses, it's a thin team. It's very thin. Gee, they're both like even though the North haven't won yet and they look you know, it's been, I think it's like 23 out of 24 games they've lost or something. They still have some exciting kids there, whereas Hawthorne are, um, they're not looking good, are they? They're, it's it's kind of, they finally hit this point where they just don't have many kids coming through. They've got a few here and there, but there's no one, there's only a few players like CJ's a, as a massive one who's exciting. Um, uh, I like Tyler Brockman. Um, Cozzy's yeah. been good. But that's kind of where it runs out. And then there's these guys who've been perpetually, you know, teasing, like uh, particularly Tim O'Brien and even Mitch Lewis now. He's had a few years. Like he hasn't quite yeah, for sure. popped off yet. Um, they're, of course, still missing Sicily and they were missing Burgoyne and um, uh, O'Meara. Yeah, which yeah. is a huge out. He's probably and their best Mitchell, player. And Mitchell, I think, as well last week. He's, oh, really? I think he's back. I think he's back. I'm not okay. sure. No, no, but I, mean, I think last week. I'm, maybe I'm wrong there. but um, Yeah, okay. Oh, I might, might have been. I'm not sure either. But either way, they've got some really good players there still at the top end and they've got a couple, you know, a fair few middling players and then they don't seem to have a heap of high-end talent coming through because they've just been trading it away for the better part of 10 years. Yeah. Um, mm. So some interesting times for the Hawks. I'm, I'm intrigued by this game for all the wrong reasons. Oh, man, me too. And I'm very intrigued about what they do in the offseason, um, whether it's a – I mean, they've said they're going to the draft. Jeff Kennett has said that, you know, two more years and then they'll be back and back back being a competitive football side. And maybe that's right. But it feels like it 
should be more than that, given the amount of success that they've had. And, yeah. and the fact that they haven't really started rebuilding properly yet. No, uh, so they, they they may still have a North Melbourne kind of year coming for them. You, you don't know. Oh, yeah. even, and even, you know, there's only so much Clarko can do, right? Like there's only so much you can do from, from the coach's box. Um, there could be further to fall for, for Hawthorne, which yeah. I, I, for one, will enjoy. Maybe. Oh, every every moment of it. Until my um, friends start getting real sad like I've been forever with my team. Yeah. <laughs> but they can join us down here at the bottom. That's right. Really. It's not so bad. It's pretty comfortable. It's all right down here. <laughs> no expectations yeah, down here. Yeah, keep it low. Oh, you're almost one well done. Not a bad effort. A um, traditional mid-tip aside, I just wanted to – talking about not much you can do in the coach's box, mm. something I did notice it from the Blues and Bulldogs game was in that third quarter when it was – uh, there to be one. Um, Bevo moved down to the boundary line and was marshalling his players. Um, he was he was vocal. He was he was standing up and talking to them, telling them you know what he expected of them, and yelling from the sidelines and very active physical presence on the boundary line. Contrast that with David T, who was up in the box, kind of staring, just looking stunned through his glass, just looking a bit stunned yeah. and. All right. So maybe there, there is something be, you can do. There may, the be, there may be many levers you can pull, but goddamn, like seeing the way – I know what I would rather see as a player. I'd rather the coach be right there with us. Um, and to, to But I guess once Bevo had pulled that power move, you can't have Teague in there and try and do Oh, he's got to. Teague storms out of the box, goes down there, gives Bevo a hip and shoulder, and starts uh, yelling over Bevo. Just every time Bevo tries to yell out an instruction, Teague goes, oh, yeah, <laughs> just trying to Jordan drown out. David Teague's new tactic was just to try and confuse the message as much as he could from Luke Beveridge yeah. on the boundary. Yeah. That was he's trying to. Ha- <laughs> his original original tactic was trying to hack into the phones, and then Bevo figured it out and went down to the boundary phone. So you see Bevo snapping phones in the box and gets straight down there. Get yeah. rid of this. Uh... <laughs> T's going to overshout him. Uh, well, that, maybe that's a plan. We should ride into the, the Carlton Football Club next time. There's a run on like that, and there's a, uh-huh. you know, this is what you need to do. These are some of the um, left of field options that you got to go with sometimes with these clubs hey, sometimes like ours. The Teague train's got to take a left turn, you know. That's right, off the rails. Off the rails. Come on, Teague. Uh, I'm tipping the Hawks though, Neil. Yeah, me as well. Uh, just very, because not. Very- yeah, this is injured. Yeah, North just because they're injured. If they, right. if they have their full team back, they're they're, they're competitive. Um, they've just got like fifteen injuries or something. It's yeah, they had like sixteen players in their twos playing on the weekend. Wow. Sixteen players are on the field with. Gosh, they got to call up Aaron Sandlins and uh, Nathan Freeman to to buff out the right. list there. I reckon that's eighteen. That's fine. They can play on. <laughs> no, uh, no rotations. No, well, ah, no, you don't need them with Nathan Freeman. Why Freezes, would you? Freezes hamstrings will love that. <laughs> uh, and not to mention Sandy's old legs. Oh, yeah. um, at Metrican Stadium, it's the Gold Coast Suns. It's the Q Clash, bro. Yes. It's the Q Clash. Everyone's favorite rivalry. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Took Miller v. Dane Zorko. Ooh. Oh, mind you, Took Miller's out for a week, which is. Um, oh, no. That's a big out. That's yeah, big it out. is a big out because he was awesome last week. He's he, been great he's this year. He's been very good. Under the radar, good. He was yep. probably the best player on the ground until. You know, in the last quarter against the Saints, he probably yeah. just was the best player on the ground, to be honest. Um, but he elbowed Nick Coffield in the head and copped a week. But he's he's been, you know, having a really nice season. So 
Um, I think if there was any chance for them to win the Gold Coast, it would be with him in the side. And Brisbane, as we know now, as we've all kind of cottoned on to, they've been churning along, enjoying this under-the-radar status and their fifth place or so, and they're going all right, and I think they'll get another win. Yeah, they're primed. Me too. In lockstep so far, Bart. Nice. Uh, Under the Dome, it's a rare Richmond home game at the Dome. Uh, taking on the Giants in a game that I'm tipping the upset. I'm going for the Giants in this one. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, you know, under the dome and then also Richmond's injuries and Giants will fancy it. Yeah, they will. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really torn on this one. Um, I reckon. It's a really tough game because I think the Giants should, the Giants should win this because of this shaky Richmond with their lack of depth. Oh, sorry, not lack of depth, their lack of midfield. They've got good depth, yeah. but... But maybe, speaking of lack of depth, maybe their depth will be uh, the thing that gets them through with these kids who've been playing their trade in the seconds who haven't been able to get a game for four years uh, or, you know, in this dynasty era. Um, Players like our good friend Riley Collier-Dawkins who's come in Mm -hmm. and done well and um, Patrick Nation. Yeah, so I'm giving giving Richmond, I'm tipping Richmond and it's it's my, just because, again, they'll do anything to... To have that underdog tag, um, you know this villainous Bane-like side, um, they they love that tag. So us against them, no one's really, you know, people are, are thinking that Giants are in with a chance. But I think I'm going to tip Richmond one more time. Yeah, uh, it, um, GWS's defense will be tested with Lynch and Rewalt and and the like and the Smalls. But Sam Taylor for the Giants is. So good, Emil. He's a he won them that game last week. I don't know if you watched any of that, but Sam Taylor's a you know, defender, key defender for the Giants. Yeah, I did watch that game. My goodness, he took about three or four marks in the last quarter that all could have been goals that were not easy marks, like second efforts, following up. He's really, really good. He's going to be one of the best defenders when he gets a bit more recognition, maybe through this year and the next. He'll he'll be right up there, and I reckon in as one of the best defenders in the game. He was really dang good. But we'll see how he goes against their forward line. But it's a real hard game, man. But I'm going to go the Tigers just because of their history. All right. Looking forward to that. Should be a good one. Um, okay. And the other game. Wow. Why are the two games? Why are these two games on at the same time? This is. I know the fixturing's been a movable feast, which is even less reason why they should be on at the same time because these are cracking fucking games. Richmond and the Giants, and then Port versus the Dogs over at Adelaide Oval. Oh, they are two of the most interesting games. Yeah. Big time. I'm going to I'm going to back the back port on this. Um yep. yeah. Yeah, back at, at, at home. home. Yeah, that's it. That's they truly have the home ground advantage Port Adelaide do when they play there, so I'm with you. Doggies are great, don't get me wrong, but um winning in Adelaide is is super difficult. You know, I don't think, I don't think they will. All right. Um Sunday it's Essendon taking on Frio. Um, yeah, in a game that could go either way, I reckon it's pretty tight to tip. I'm going to pick Fremantle. Um, I like what they've been doing. I think that they've still they still believe that they will are in the mix for finals as well. They should. Um, they got to they got to win these kinds of games. Essendon are third last in the ladder, um, and that's kind of about right. Even though they've been looking you know, pretty competitive. So fourth last night after they're ahead of Collingwood. Um, <laughs> but they've, they've, you know, they've been playing encouraging footy without 
getting that many dubs. So Frio ought to be able to put him away um, and keep the dreams of a top eight finish alive. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Um, I think Frio have been all right. Hey, they've also got a pretty solid injury list, but they get back, I think they may get back Luke Ryan to their team, who's a really, I think he might have won their best and fairest, maybe in 2019. He's a very good player regardless. He's one of their defenders. Bit of an unknown defender. It'd be hard to pick him out in a line. Um, But I think so as well. They've had two, you know, before these two losses in a row, they were entrenched in the eight, Emil, um, and they lost to West Coast in the the Derby Derby, um, which they seem to do. They just lose to West Coast there, even with West Coast's injuries at the time. And then they lost to Brisbane in Brisbane, who was just starting to, to get their shit together. So I don't think they're terrible losses. And before that, they were doing all right. So against, as you say, uh, a side that's, you know, doing good things in Essendon, that's rebuilding nicely, um, they should be able to win at Marvel. Yeah, I reckon so. All right. Frio for both of us. And uh, you know what? They'll probably have the the carrot of uh, heading home to WA after this. That's right. A nice big win. Catch the red eye. Won't. Catching the red eye would be a lot nicer if uh, oh, yeah. they have a dough under their belts. Settle in, watch some Netflix for that five-hour flight. Oh, man, the sparkle winner taste all the sweeter. Oh, yeah, Amelie. Absolutely. Yep. Come, Frio. Saints okay. of the West. Uh, yeah, Saints of the West. I, I was thinking about this during the week. I was like, all right, if Frio are the Saints of the West, I reckon that the Gold Coast are, are the Carlton of the North. <laughs> yeah, it feels about right. Yeah. They're just they've they're, they're starting to build up a nice Carlton like uh, yeah. experience, aren't they? Perennially promising to deliver, and then yeah, they've got the list. Anything. Look at the list on paper. They're right? playing finals oh, every year. Look at that list. Look at that new talent. coach. It's got to be a new coach. Get oh. rid of him. Get the board involved. Tony Cochran, Teague, and Dew. You know, change it up. The old coach switcheroo. A freaky Friday of coach swap. <laughs> I'd take Stewie Dew at a club for sure. He's great. I reckon the Blues could do with a bit of Stewie Dew. Oh, mate. Hey, Stewie Dew. Hey, Stewie Dew. Unfortunately, they're going to ditch Teague for someone like Ross Lyon or... Yeah, Paul yeah. Ruse or... Yeah. Oh, someone no, without the training wheels, Amelie. You can't get Paul Ruse, not with the salary cap, like the soft cap thing at the moment. Million dollar Ruse. He would take yeah. the entire salary cap. You'd have no assistant coaches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you reckon Teague's... um? Is he under the pump as much as people are starting to talk about now? No, nah, I think I think um, I think that people inside the club will recognise um, the quality of the opposition we've lost to this year and see that we've been competitive and that actually the wins aren't that far away. It's just a couple of things we need to fix up, which is the team defensive work, and that you know that is a work in progress. Um, yeah, probably being caught on the hop with a few other things like tactics. And poor old, poor old changes um, this year. Sorry, poor old Paddy Cripps as well, who's, uh, you know, everyone love, loves to jump on him when he's down in any sort of form. Um, and, you know, he's been carrying the side on his on his uh, back, it's, back, so it seems, on his broken back for the last few years. And um, they've I guess they've revealed that to the outside world. It's like, yeah, the guy's playing with a fractured spine. So yep. it's maybe why it doesn't look like he's as good as he is because he's getting injections every week to play. So I guess that's good to clear that up maybe because I don't think he's going anywhere, Paddy Cripps. Um, no, nah, me either. I think it's just figuring out the cash because you're, you're yeah. paying Mackay more this year than you'd probably planned from a list point of view. Yeah, so. right. Well, look at he, Coleman medalist. He'd take take him at the moment. He's doing super well, Mackay. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. It'll be panic stations if we lose Mackay. I would, I'd be Devo if we lost Cripps, but I wouldn't be as 
I wouldn't be as uh, concerned about the future if if we in, in, if we lost Mackay, I'd be like, oh, that's where <laughs> all of those years, <laughs> all those years of development, like yeah. the yeah. big man taking time for it to uh, for him to leave, it would be heartbreaking. If, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm really enjoy seeing him play well. It's great. Me too. He does look old though, doesn't he? Isn't like oh, in terms of yeah, his he's head. Like 24, he like he's right or 23. 23. I think we yeah. looked this up last week. We, we did. I think he's 20. We did. We literally looked his name. Yeah. Twenty twenty four this year, I think it was. Yeah, December. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But he's going bald anyway. Yeah, he's, uh, he does look like a thirty five year old man. He plays for Frankston. Does. Um, okay, so at the MCG, Melbourne hosting the Blues at uh, two. Uh, sorry, three twenty on Sunday. Um, a game I will be attending. Uh, looking nice. forward to very much. Uh, you know. Should be because Melbourne is so good to watch, regardless, and we're we're pretty good to watch as well. Um, yeah, high scoring in, in particular. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we're usable pretty well, and we're interesting, and then <laughs> we get scored against pretty heavily. So, makes for good games. Um, and so, I mean, Melbourne will win, in my opinion. But hey, uh, gee, but the loss has got to come sometime, doesn't it? It's got to happen. Like Melbourne are, are, are still beatable. Um, they're they're playing very. Everyone's beatable, but um, I wonder where it's going to happen. It might be this kind of game, a little, you know, an unexpected loss to Carlton. That would wouldn't that be something for the for the yeah. narrative? That would be, you know, Melbourne would be like, okay, we can still lose to you know bottom eight, the bottom ten sides, and uh, right. for Carlton, that would be a really encouraging win to say, oh, well, we just let one Finally slip against the dogs and then we beat, contender. you know? Yeah. But well, I don't think it's going to happen this week. <laughs> I think not, neither do I. Neither do I. Um, they're too They're too good. And there's a big. There's a new big meat on the scene. Oh, who we got? Tom oh, McDonald. Oh, of course. Have you heard about this? Hang on. What? Oh, <laughs> blokes okay, tell going me. on with an all-meat diet. <laughs> So what's 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 the story behind this? So all meat, like is yeah. so he's having his meat and three meat when he, I think so. <laughs> what? How do you have he's an all meat having, diet? He's having sushi rolls with prosciutto, <laughs> ground beef, and on the inside a piece of rare fillet. Oh, yuck! <laughs> he's just scoffing them down pre-game. Yeah, he's and then an just wiping diet. his hands on the middle of his Guernsey, and that's his grippo oh, for the game. It's actually gristle. <laughs> Wow. So we've got all meat eating Tom Tom McDonald makes yeah, sense. Right? Uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's Macca's thing. Content. Damn uh, it. Sponsored content. Bloody Tom Macca's Donald. Tom Macca's Donald. He's even uh, on some Macca's ads with other Macca's as well. He is God, too. He is too. He's in the Macca ad. Oh, uh, makes sense. Pulls up, pulls up to Macca's, gets a double cheeseburger with no burger and no cheese. I'm oh, sorry, no bun and no cheese. <laughs> just, just three bits meat. of meat in his hand. Yeah. Well, because we've got we've got meat eaten um, Tom McDonald, old Tom McDonald, yeah. and then we've got um, vegetarian or vegan. Vegan is yeah. Ben Brown. Ben Brown's yeah. he's vegan. Well, that's amazing. So. And then they can live. It, this here's what I'll say: if Ben Brown. And his vegan veganism and Tom McDonald in his carnivorous ways can get along in a forward line, and I think the rest of us can too, Emil. There you go. Oh, they should live in a house together. They would. Um, it would be perfect. A regular odd couple. They've got like a kosher yeah. setup. They've got two kitchens where they're both cooking. One's the veggies. One's Tom's <laughs> burgers on the grill or whatever. Yeah, and if Tom, you know, if if um, uh, if if if. Tom accidentally orders some vegetables. Easy. He <laughs> just pass them off. That's so easy. Okay. And then if, and then yeah, if you know, Ben's dish accidentally has some meat oh, in it, he no. just flicks it into Tom's chicken. bowl. 
No worries. It wasn't faux chicken. It was real one. They put the wrong one in. Flick it into Tom's yeah. bowl. Old Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the meat Old eater. Ate the farm. Yeah, he has been at, at the moment. Jeez. Yep. Sell the farm for McDonald. I reckon. And last game of the round. It's the it's it's the second birdie derby of of the last two weeks. Um, it's the Eagles taking on Adelaide over in Perth. Um, with no Tex Walker, he's been. It's apparently a, a scheduled rest. Tex was desperate to play, but it's a scheduled rest. Poor old Tex. He's a little bit off the boiler at the moment, Tex. You know. Wouldn't you be frustrated if you'd started the year the way he has? And, you know, I know last week he was held held godless. Um, but still, start the year off the way you have and then be like, oh, scheduled rest. Scheduled rest, great. I, I, I watch from the boundary and watch my team lose to the West Coast Eagles. I reckon he's sore and they're trying to cover it up. Probably. Managed. Managed. Yeah. No, it was a scheduled break. Yeah. It was always in there. Check the schedule preseason. It was there. That's right. No, we don't release the schedule until five minutes before the game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, there he is. Scheduled rest. There is rest. scheduled rest. Uh, he's, out with, he's out with a scheduled rest. No, it wouldn't be like Adelaide to lie to us, but come on. No. Adelaide wouldn't do it. They're the, they're the truthiest club going around. Oh, yeah. There's no, oh. no skeletons in the closet there. You can't be the pride of South Australia if you're a bloody liar. Yeah, no. Tom Lynch was actually meant to have a scheduled rest, but he, um, he just got rushed into the game last minute when he was the sub. He mixed exactly. up his schedules. He thought he was the scheduled oh. rest. It was... Whoops. Yeah, all over the show. Yep, that's yeah. the one. Um, Any uh, chance? It's, it's, Adelaide? It's, well, not really. No. Uh, not over there. No. Nah. Nah. Too hard. Um, it's a big slope. It's a big It's a big mountain yeah, up there. Yeah. Um, skiing. And then and West Coast are fast. Oh, yeah. On downhill slope. Absolutely. Ski. Down to the, the flat track at the bottom of the mm. ski slopes. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And they punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, it's those, it's those, uh, it's those eagles for me, Mealy. Yeah, same here. Right on. Well, that brings us to another, uh, brings us to the close of another episode of AF Eloquence round nine. We're in. Just round nine, round ten. No, yeah, round, round nine. Round. This is for, for going into round going into round nine. This is it. Very so good. we're gee, we're at um, you know, a third or a bit over a third of the way through the season. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. Emil. Mm-hmm. Gee, football makes the year go fast. Oh, it does um and oh. Great news announced yesterday or today. Uh, the AFLW comp will be expanded by hey, four teams. Everyone's uh, in it. Everyone's in it. And not only that, but the season will be extended starting in December, which is fucking fantastic That's news so in good. terms of giving it the airspace. I personally have a little bit of a concern about uh, the hardness of grounds over the summer, um, just because you always seem to see early in this AFL season and over the off season, you see some injuries Based that seem to be kind of impact related on, on on the hard ground, so that's a kind of I'm a bit worried about that just because it's kind of mm. uh, okay. They get a longer competition, but you're playing in the toughest possible time slot physically, not only because of the heat, but also the grounds are hard. So, you know, just a, just a little. That's a good there. point. But hey, yeah, let's ultimately, hope. it's good news. It's a good news. It's absolutely, and ha- not having the clash is one of the the best things. Obviously, the having all the teams in there is going to be great because everyone everyone can be involved but um yeah not having the clash with the with the men's comp is such a winner because everyone wants to watch it it's just um yeah as soon as the men starts uh, some of the some fans kind of you know some of the interest peters off for some people but um this will help with that um, I'm really excited for it big time oh. nice that's uh, round nine a baby Ooh, oh, nice. we did it round nine <laughs> nine p.m. It. Thursday night. Hey. 
Wouldn't it be nice for a little, you know, it'd be nice. What's, what's that? that? You know, what's nicer than a golden pod. What's I like, uh, when you kick, when you're walking around and on, on the wall on the track and then you, mm-hmm. you stumble over a big rock and you're like, ow, I busted my toe open. And you look back, it's a little golden nugget. Oh man. An unexpected golden round. And you know what that would be? What's that? Both of our teams winning in a massive upset. Oh dude. Wouldn't that be nice? A golden nugget of wins. Gee, yeah. beating, knocking off the cats and the D's. In a, in a little golden pod special. Gee, I tell you, Amelia, if, we, if this comes through with a good Sunday night, sign us up. The pod's happening. We're on. First pod of the week. <laughs> I'll come back real pissed from the <laughs> Melbourne game and we're on. It's going to be a joyous time, Amelia. I look forward yeah. to it Sunday night with you for uh, AFL Equins Round 10. <laughs> we'll see you Love next it. week, everyone. See you, everyone. Enjoy your footy. Bye. <laughs> Yeah.